0: It is Saturday night. it is episode two fourteen of the PNC progression wrestling podcast i'm elio he's ben ben how's your week ben
1: very good man very busy but very good
0: well cool. did you do anything this week uh well,
1: it's more a matter of what i what i didn't do but but yeah i am
0: um, what didn't have, you
1: do <laughs> not not much it was a very, it was a very busy uh very busy week. So I had both my workouts and then that was on Monday and Friday. And mm-hmm. then um, you know, all the wrestling stuff, and then all the extra stuff with you know, King of the Rain night before. That took up my evening on Tuesday. Okay. And then um and then today I had a car show. Uh Ooh, okay. I had uh breakfast which is delicious and um also a uh a skeet shooting session so it was pretty fun
0: let me ask you this when you say car show because i know i've asked you this before but these are like uh like car shows like where they uh they uh have cars on display
1: yeah like um you know they'll have uh They'll have Corvettes. They'll have like GTOs. They got some uh, Porsches.
0: Yeah. Okay. My brother goes to them from time to time when uh, he gets a chance. He either goes to the car shows or the motorcycle shows because he has he has a motorcycle as well.
1: Yeah, I um and I used to um dad and I used to have a bike too, Uh, and uh, we used to go to the motorcycle show all the time, and then um. Unfortunately, once my uh, once my cousin slash best friend died on a on a bike, uh, our interest kind of you know went with them. So yeah, that was uh.
2: Excuse me, I'm gonna mute myself in case I sneeze. All right, there we go. <laughs> what? Uh, well, at least, right.
1: al- at least Are I was you... able to mute myself on time. Are you good? Yes, I'm good.
0: All right, cool. Um, Yeah, so that's about it that you did. That was a busy week. Um, me, yeah. I, wa- I watched King of the Ring 94. I watched a couple of movies Um. Earlier today, I was watching, I finished, I was watching Terrifier. It's uh, this uh, horror movie with uh, the main character is Art the Clown, so he's kind of like a psychotic clown. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that that angle is so overplayed nowadays.
0: Well, this was a 2016, then um, after that, I was watching Dracula, The True Story, which is a documentary uh, from 1997, which
1: was kind of boring. Yeah,
0: and, it uh the, doesn't sound very good. And the last one I was, I started watching is called Tourist Trap from 1979. Where do you,
1: where do you find these pieces of shit? Well,
0: hold on, have you ever seen these? How do you know if they're bad? Well, no, actually, you're right. This one is kind of bad. I was bored well
1: because the majority of time even you're like these are not good
0: <laughs> but they do make for some good content uh, for for movie posters to create so that's one yeah. good thing fair enough <laughs> then um yes yeah, so that's about all the movies i've seen i still have a couple of left on this list because every every time i finish one batch I set up another queue of new ones. So there are a couple of wrestling ones I have lined up as well.
1: Uh, absolutely. So which ones are on your queue that are wrestling related?
0: Um, There is. Uh, there are a couple of, they're mostly anthologies, like um, collections of like old uh, wrestling from the 80s and 70s. Like they have like Memphis and... They have like, uh, from Vancouver, they have all-star wrestling from up here in Vancouver, Canada, and, um, a couple of, uh, ones called champ, uh, world champions volume one.
2: Oh, very cool.
0: So I'm going to be watching those, uh, and, uh, that's about it, on my end, and, uh, so then I came home and here we are ready to do the show and we have
1: yes you were you you were fraternizing with people wearing tuxedos and swords
0: Well that's only during like ceremonies they do that otherwise mm-hmm. other the rest of the time they're just like they, they just dress normal, but uh, yeah, like I was saying, we're telling you off air, I ain't got time to march around in tuxedos <laughs> and swords, <laughs> and, and, and fade chapeaus with feathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and then I came home, and here we are, and uh, this will be a much shorter episode than last week, which was a season five premiere
1: yes um so uh l- let us stop with all the extracurriculars for now we yes have pl- we have plenty of wrestling related extracurriculars because in addition to the uh to the week in wrestling, we also have the king of the ring ninety four review, which i actually by and large there were there were a few matches that were kind of eh but by and large it was very good, and then um we also have the we in PWI 500, and oh no, my God. and hell no, we are not doing all 500. We're not even doing 100. We're doing the top 20.
0: No, Remember, but I, I, I will tell you who number 100 is when we get to that uh, part of the show. Cool.
1: And, but I'll, I'll tell you what, folks. Yeah, Leo has informed me sort of like what the process is, like the back half of the list. Uh, you know, in the PWI 500, but uh, that's all well and good. Of course, nobody can you know watch all these matches, and it's, I'm sure it's very difficult to list all these people. But I have to tell you, you know, I try to be fair, but this list sucks. This list fucking
0: sucks. You saw that. I, I sent you the top ten, right? You don't know what the top twenty is, though, so, do you? No,
1: no, and you know what? I haven't even liked it at the, at the, at the oh. top ten since you sent
0: it to me. So Wait, I'm sure you're gonna be a very angry person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, well, yes, well, well. In, in addition to the PWI five five hundred rant, we are also going to have a bonus rant, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my because
0: God, I can't I, uh, go on.
1: And Elio knows where I'm going with this, and he's sitting back in his chair with his hand on his chin. He's depressed
0: already. And you know what? I don't blame him. This is how this this is how depressed I am. <laughs> cheers. Exactly.
1: He's, he's I I'll have a crack a cold beverage during a commercial. I forgot one, but we'll, we'll do the will do the real <laughs> cheers when I get there. Yeah, uh, we can
0: can pause after this weekend. I'll see you get your drink. He had to crack a cold
1: beverage, ladies and gentlemen. I don't blame him because last night on SmackDown, Logan Paul was teasing the fact that he was going to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, mind you, at the, the event that we don't cover because it's embarrassing. Um, but so not only did they have that announcement on SmackDown, which took up a, a fair uh, amount of airtime at the beginning of the show, um, they have a press conference today hosted by Michael Cole, which featured the entire bloodline plus Sami Zayn. <sighs> It all, and it also, you know, of course, Logan Paul was there in Triple H, and it was just like, you know, I guess we'll get the brief, you know, positive side out of, out of the way here. If there is a positive side,
0: you know, I try Actually, to. After you're done, I'm going to tell you, I pulled up a tweet here. Then go on after you finish your prayer. So, so trust me. There's a lot more negative to positive, and I'm not
1: spoiling any of the rain here. But just out, of, just out of fairness, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this angle too. Um, so uh, a number of years ago, when when they first started doing um, these, you know, dreadful shows in the middle, in the Middle East. I asked our uh, our former uh, boss, who who I'm I'm still friendly with, you know, what he thought of you know these crown um, jewel shows, and and his response was kind of interesting. He said, "You can't really compare them to what we typically get because Saudi Arabia is a completely different audience, completely different." Uh, you know expectations and you know viewpoint of entertainment and what wrestling is and from from that perspective, I completely understand why they have logan paul um participating in in crown of jewel now i now I'm cool with with Logan Paul participating in Crown of jewel, you know he He really proved his worth to me against The Miz and, you know, outside of Bad Bunny and uh, Pat McAfee, he had one of the most impressive celebrity performances that I've ever seen in WWE. But, um, you know, that still, to me, that does not warrant him competing for the most uh, meaningful championship in WWE at this point. So, so I'm thinking to myself, you know, what what are they what are they doing here? And, and I guess you know, not that I know shit about Logan Paul because I don't. Actually, my dad knew more about Logan Paul than I did. Don't what? Ask, don't, how? don't don't ask me how. But I, you know, i, was, I was, he was asking me about the show tonight and what we were going to talk about. And I I said well one of the um, one of the major topics is going to be Logan Paul who who recently signed with WWE and has this big match in Saudi Arabia, and I'm like what well, you wouldn't know who Logan Paul is? Sure enough, he knew who Logan Paul was, and all you know all this. I'm like Jesus Christ! My my sixty six year old father knows more about Logan Paul
0: than I do. When 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 your dad's uh, actually cool. When your dad's cooler. That is cooler than we
2: are,
1: because <laughs> yeah, he not, knows Logan Paul and we don't. He, think, he, I mean, he, oh, he, he, he was. I mean, and this dude's you know successful as hell. He's not a weirdo. He's not a you know whatever. Yeah. yeah. But but I guess I guess that just shows you the reach of Logan Paul. I, I suppose.
0: No, I, just, I just think it's cool. Like when parents like do that, so, like yeah, my my I know, like my dad does that. So from the time to time, he'll like pull something out. I'm, I'm like, you know, this am supposed this. I'm like, what? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I definitely had one of those moments today because I was like, oh. but I guess that illustrates why WWE is doing it. And from that perspective, I I, I get it. Um, now does that mean I like it? No, absolutely not. Which which we'll get into um, when we get into the SmackDown review, which will which will obviously bleed into this press conference. So that's another rant you're gonna get. So this is gonna be a very rant heavy show. Um,
0: so but, before- but I, I gotta say uh, before we go on, um, okay, I'm I'm friends with this guy with this MLW wrestler Alex Kane. And yeah. someone someone on TikTok commented about this match. He's like, "This is a money match. I'm good with this. I think it's great that they're doing this match." No, no. And no, then no, no. in another, another view, he's like, I'm, "I'm a Logan Paul fan." I'm like, "Okay, well, well, well that explains well, it."
1: Well, well, see, I I understand why people are a Logan Paul fan. Like I said. I, I, in all fairness, I I give Logan Paul a lot of credit for what he pulled off. You know, at WrestleMania, it was one of the more entertaining parts of WrestleMania, if I'm being completely honest. But but that like I like I said before, that doesn't warrant him wrestling for a world title when you have you know full time competitors that that haven't had a, a belt in in so long because you're holding. Two belts hostage via Roman Reigns, and if you really want, if you really want to get technical, they're holding, um, they're they're holding three titles hostage with the Bloodline because you have, you have the Universal title, you have you have the the tag team titles, and you also now, even though this just happened, but I'm assuming for the duration of of the bloodline storyline, that Solo Sokoa will remain the the North American
0: uh, champion. Well, I, I was reading about that and said Triple H is just using like main roster like to build interest in NXT. Well, and and,
1: and that part I, that part I agree with um, because you know we know how much um, NXT has been destroyed under the previous administration. By the way, fuck you, Bruce Richard. I just have to say that. <laughs> Um, I r- <laughs> really don't like Bruce at all. The feud, to... the,
0: the feud continues, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> well, well, and, and speaking speaking of feuds, there's another feud that's going to continue. Uh, me versus Braun Strowman, oh, and if you don't man. if you don't know what I'm talking about with Braun Strowman, go back into the annals of um, our show. As we said, we're now, uh, you know, after this show gets released, we'll be 214 episodes deep. Um, No wonder I'm getting gray hair
0: now. Jesus Christ. Uh, And now, Ben, hold on. Before before we go on into this weekend wrestling, I have to read you this because this ties in with that whole Logan Paul thing, okay? Okay, very good. This is how stupid Vince Russo is, and I swear, oh, Vince, I can't stand this guy. Okay. Vince Russo on his latest Wrestling Writing with Russo episode. Bro, put the title on him. Let Logan Paul beat Reigns. He's better than anyone else he got there. Bro, absolutely, absolutely. Put the belt on him. Seriously, Logan Paul. Why not? <laughs> why not, bro?
1: Well, I'm, I'm sure he was being facetious because if he, if he was... No, he was
0: serious because uh, he got a lot of, like, he heat from fans for this well no
1: no shit he got heat for that because it you know what kind of bullshit is that but you know I, I don't I don't pay attention to Vince Russo, I really don't No, because there's even
0: they I mean there's even a video here Vince Russo mocked for saying Logan Paul should be champion.
1: Well well no shit he's gonna be mocked. I,
0: I I just I can't stand the guy, you know like we we had him on the show in 2015. I, I've, I still haven't listened to that show because I just can't do it. That was uh, the other show I was with before the BPOV. Oh, yeah,
1: Pipe Bomb Radio.
0: Uh, Not your Mama's radio show. It's uh, the other one that spun off of Pipe Bomb. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. See, LEO has much more podcasting experience than I do. All right, so uh, we see we get into this weekend, Wrestling. Ben, what do we got for Monday Night Raw?
1: Absolutely. Let me uh, let me pull that up.
0: Uh, let me follow up here. So I'm gonna I have my notes open. Very good.
1: So first things first, I really I really did think that this was a solid episode, especially from a from a wrestling perspective. Uh, you know, Monday Night Raw has been a little bit iffy the last couple weeks. Um, but uh, I did, um, I did rather enjoy certain aspects of this one. Yeah. So uh, the the first high point that I had, um, because like like we always say, you know, can't go through all these shows. I have much more patience since Triple H uh, showed up. But if we went uh, match by match, move by move, we'd be here for four hours, and I don't think anybody wants that. So,
0: Even I don't want that.
1: So anyway, um, so the first uh, the first high point was, um, Finn Bauer versus Riddle.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Um, that was really good, especially coming off of the uh, open of the show promo that uh, Riddle interrupted with uh, Seth Rollins. So it it kind of you know it kind of continues the feud with um with. Rollins and Riddle, which I enjoy, but it also sets up um, both Riddle and the Judgment Day for the future. Because, to be honest with you, um, I don't know how long this uh, this storyline with um, Dominic can go. I, I just, I, I just don't. But we'll we'll get more into that um, as the re- review continues, and I certainly want to get uh Elio's take on everything uh Raw related. So he'll he'll definitely get his turn as well, which I'm which I'm, I'm gonna turn my mic up when uh when he gets on because I have a feeling of rant coming in. I love Elio's rant even more than he loves mine. <laughs> um, but um but the, the next high point was um let, let's see here. I'm just I'm just scrolling down. Uh Johnny Gargano versus Chad Gable. Um all I have to say about that folks take my money now just you know I'll, I'll ill I'll give you open access to my bank account if you give me matches like that all
0: right Ben, uh we say we uh go into a commercial before we uh continue this way <laughs> oh, i. The, 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 the... <laughs>
1: Our producer is already kicking us off. We He's already ever... starting. He's
0: already starting. Oh, God. Oh. Okay.
1: Okay, producer man. We'll be right back, folks. And ladies and gentlemen, after a brief technical pause, thanks to our uh, producer, we are back in action, and we are midway through our Monday Night Raw review. And as we continue, um, so the, the next high point after... um. Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable was cer- certainly not the women's match. Um it was uh d-
0: oh, let's see oh, now, there were there were two so which one are you talking about?
2: Well, uh we'll get we'll get to those in
1: the low points because I wasn't uh, I wasn't very impressed I didn't want Oh okay
2: all right
1: and actually, um, actually, you know what? I don't have any further high points because as I'm scrolling down the list, uh, the rest of it really wasn't very good. So um, we'll get into the low points now as I scroll all the way back up to the top of this review to make sure I don't miss anything for you. Here we go. And then uh, low points were um, – were
0: the uh the, the promo with Dominic mysterio oh, you didn't like that no I don't know. I thought it was, i thought it was okay I mean like it wasn't the best but and then the, and then as soon as he walks off you see a real Ripley in the shadows there
1: yeah yeah well it's just I don't I don't know, but it, you know
0: I mean yeah I guess
1: uh, I, I understand what they're trying to do, but I'm not I'm not sure Dominic's the guy to get that done. Okay. Um and then my next uh my next low point was Sonia Deville versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title. Yeah, it was and bad. I, and I have I have more of a reason for this than you than you folks might think. I'm not just blowing smoke. Outside of it, um, outside of it being you know a twelve-minute match, which which in and of itself isn't too bad, but you know it's just a foregone conclusion that uh, Bianca Belair is going to retain. My my biggest problem with this is if you go back a, a few weeks and, and look at the look at the month that um, Sonny Deville has had. Let, let's look at this. So the. the she loses um, in the tag team tournament. She lost twice, as a matter of fact, because she had her their first match with with um, her and Natalia, and then they had the the second chance match as well. So they lost twice in that title situation. And then, in in addition in addition to that, you, you're. Um, you're giving her a uh, raw women's title match for, for what reason I have no idea uh, because number one she's not even on that fucking brand uh, number two she hasn't she hasn't done anything of value since she left her position as an on screen authority figure um, so I'm like okay well she lost one title opportunity you give her a on two different occasions then you give her another one she's a three-time loser like what's the deal here with Sonya Deville um but by the way personally I th- I think Sonya Deville is worth much more than what she um than what she's being presented with here but yeah the, 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 there's and also uh speaking of Bianca Belair I don't know what it is, but this title reign isn't isn't clicking with me. I I would really like to see a uh, a heel version of Bianca Belair, uh, more along the lines of what we saw with her in NXT. I think I honestly think that's the best version of Bianca.
0: I should go back and look at some of her old NXT stuff because I was I didn't really get to see NXT when she was in there because. Uh... They had they only they used to cut NXT was like two hours and they cut it down to like one hour here.
1: Well, it's funny. It's funny because it was the exact opposite in the states, Uh, because NXT used to be uh, one hour and then they expanded it to two. Um. So let's let's see here, and then another another low point was um. Was Dominic versus Edge? I I understand the story that they're trying to tell. I didn't like That one
0: either. I, don't
1: know. Not, I I thought it was fine. Go on. Well, something something being fine doesn't necessarily make it you know make it a, a you know a positive point of the show. All right. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Maybe I'm picky, but it's just Dominic isn't particular isn't particularly high on my, uh you know,
2: fandom list. Um, and, um, and I just, he's in a main event with
1: edge and you know what, you know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, now that he is in judgment day, although I will say, I do think that that was the right move, especially if you look at it from, uh, Rhea Ripley's perspective, but, um, I'm just not impressed. So they had they had some really good um wrestling t- uh on Monday night Raw, but it's just really and then and then of course the low point of all low points and I, I had to laugh here folks. Almost versus Cash Marazzi and Ryan Toombs
0: Mm-hmm. You, you have you have those names in front of you, don't you? Yes. <laughs> and,
2: and, and, I I, and...
0: I know you wouldn't have remembered those names.
1: Well, no, I I wouldn't, and and that and that's the thing. I I laughed my ass off before before almost uh, even got to the ring. I don't know if you had the same. <clears throat> Excuse me, <laughs> I'm overexcited to talk about how much Elmo sucked. Um, but then I don't know if you had the same technical issue in Canada, but uh, here there were there were technical issues.
0: Oh wait wait, what was there a screen? They didn't they, there was no uh, picture on the screen. There they was just like a uh, uh, sign saying technical difficulties. Exactly. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, because I was like, I was, I looked up. I'm like, wait, what's going on? What? Yeah. So,
1: so I, I had to laugh because it's so perfectly timed.
0: Because almost,
1: <laughs> uh, almost is a walking technical difficulty. So I, I had to, I had to laugh my ass off at that. I, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I overall, overall, those were my high points and low points. You know the good um, the, the good stuff is really really good, and uh, you know if they could just clean up some of this bad stuff and even move something along. Oh, and something I didn't mention, which wasn't necessarily a high point or a low point for me, even though I love the segment. Um, the the segment with the Miz and Dexter Lewis in his oh, house.
0: Oh, oh, that was that was Triple H and Randy Orton in two thousand nine. I applaud. I applaud that reference. That was that's beautiful.
1: Um, but you know, I really like the uh, the segment. The reason why I don't give it a high point, folks, is I would like to see a little bit more, um, a little a little bit more explanation as to what we're uh, what we're seeing with Ms. and uh, Dextra Lewis. I'm all for a slow burn. Um, I actually advocated for that ad nauseum um during the uh, Vince McMahon administration. But it, at at this point we're 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 several weeks in and it feels like we're getting closer and closer to the two month mark and I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Like why would why would some why would target the Miz? Like what is the what's the connection here? So um, I I really like the execution of the segment. Um, it's just I'm I'm really hoping that that leads to some answers because I'm starting to get kind of impatient. You okay, know.
0: Now, hey, you know we're cheering for a stalker here, right?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, oh,
0: uh, well, what world are we living in where we're cheering for we're on stalker's line?
1: Uh, well. But if you re- if you recall last time WWE
0: did the stalker
1: angle, it really didn't end
0: very well. It so, that them Dallas page?:
1: Yes, <laughs> it was bad.
0: it was It was, it
1: was horrendous. It, it was absolutely horrendous. And, and while I'm not ready to put it in the same category, you know I just I, I just I would like to get some semblance blood of an answer as to as to why.
0: Okay. Um. Alright, so that's all you have for high points, low points?
1: Yes, sir. No, so for
0: high points, I did have the same as you. I did add Dominic Mr. and Edge. Uh, I started that, that one part on the outside, and uh, Dominic's on the on the floor, and he's, like, looking up at Edge, banging him, saying, Uncle Edge, no.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I just thought that was <laughs> really funny, and uh, that's the high points and low points. Well, another high point. they gave us the women's tag team championship match because it's. I'm glad to see the Damage Control with the belts. But okay, fair,
1: fair enough. I am too. Well, let me ask you a question off of that. Um, because I was so confused. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do that now, why didn't they win it during the finals of the
0: tournament? Like, because to, to me, yeah, this is true. Because I, I had the after Zoe Stark and the lines uh, got pulled. out, I had to pull out of the tournament. I had uh, the Kai and Eosky Sky winning.
1: Well, I had them winning from the very beginning. So I, I think, I think the win would have been much more impactful um, had it happened as a result of the tournament. Okay. You know, because that tournament was doomed from the beginning just based off injury. I'm not even taking whether you agree with it being bucked or whether you don't. That thing was just doomed strictly based off injury. Um, And, um, you know, with damage control coming in at SummerSlam, you know, that was really – if you weren't going to debut Sasha and Naomi, which is why I originally thought – the tournament was designed to do um then the way to, to do that would have been would have been to uh use it to catapult damage control um who who at this point if i'm being honest um you know i, I was a really big fan of them when they were introduced at Summerslam. i loved how they did that um but since it, it's been a little. It's been a little stagnant for me, and I don't like using the word stagnant when you have talent the caliber of you know Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, and or the former Io Shirai, and Bailey. I it just I I don't really understand what, uh, what we're doing. It seems like we're uh, we're stuck in neutral here with several elements of Monday Night Raw.
0: All right, and our low points, of course, have Bianca Belair and the Deville and Omos and uh, Cash, whatever the hell is he missing, Ryan Tombs, And I have a couple of side notes. Uh, okay, the Dominic Mystery Vignette, it was just there, but the Austin Theory Alpha Academy promo was good and uh, the, that Kevin Owens promo.
1: Yeah, Kevin Owens killed it with that promo. Oh, so-
0: I was sitting there like listening to every word, and I'm like, Whoa, "Okay." <laughs> and, and
1: Kevin Owens is going to come up later in the show, folks, because because I I have I have a rant that I have to go on, uh, revolving around Logan fucking Paul, oh. um, you know, and and Kevin Owens' name is going to pop up in that conversation, so stay tuned oh, sure no. for that. Oh,
0: all right, and uh. So is that all that we have for Monday Night Raw? Absolutely. Alright, now we're get into NXT and this is the one year anniversary of 2.0. Yay! (laughs) Uh,
1: Hello and goodbye to NXT 2.0 because it seems like they're shifting away from
0: that. So for high points, I have the Creed Brothers versus Pretty Deadly inside inside the steel cage uh, for the Tag Team Championships. And I have Toxic Attractions promo. And another high point, Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons versus Keanu James and Ariana Grace. And uh, Solo Sukua versus Carmelo Hayes. For low points, I had Fallon Henley and Lash Legend, Quincy Elliott and Sean Gallagher, and the D'Angelo Family versus Cameron Grimes. Still, I still don't know why they have chemograms in this program. You should be up on the main roster.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, but something you said that really hurt my heart. Oh, it absolutely crushes me. As a matter of fact, because Sean Gallagher, aka Brandon Scott, is one of one of my guys from the company that I work with. That that's one of my boys. He's he's fantastic at what he does. I, I'm not sure why they gave him the Sean Gallagher um, name because he's gone under Brandon Scott on every other appearance that he's had. Yeah. And he's had several going all the way back to the start of, like, Five Live. Uh, and he is absolutely fantastic. So I'm not sure why they gave him a new thing. And I, I, I understand what they're doing with uh, Quincy – or whatever his name is, but no.
0: I gave this match a low score just for Quincy Elliot because I just don't like the character. I just don't get it. And like instead, he's supposed to be in the ring having a match, and he's dan- instead he's dancing around.
1: Yeah, well, I don't. I don't like the gimmick. I think. I think they're trying to like be more accepting toward you know the LGBT uh, community and and that's all good but but I have no problem with that but this Quincy Elliott character is not my cup of tea. Nope. He he's very, to me he he reminds me of like a sunny kiss.
0: Yeah. Only sunny kisses are
1: better. Well, yeah. I I agree, and that's not saying very much.
0: <laughs> and a couple of side notes, um, they had a Sagan Von Wagner uh, 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 segment, uh, they had Fallon Henley and Mandy Rose segment, that's about it. And at the end of the show, they uh, showed a video package narrated by Shawn Michaels, like um, highlighting the year, the one year and uh, everything that happened. And at the end, they had the NXT logo with all the paints, splash, and it got replaced with a black and gold logo. And okay. I love it. And the takeovers are coming back. NXT Halloween Havoc on Saturday, October 22nd.
2: Yeah,
1: I am I am excited about the demise of, of NXT 2.0 because when this thing first started, uh, you know, as I, as I've said numerous times on this on this show since the inception of 2.0, I I did watch the first episode. Now I was like, oh I can't do this, and, and you're gonna have to take uh, 2.0 from now on. And I have watched. Um, I've kept an eye on it because of you know involvement with wrestling POV and you know and other major shows. Because I like to contribute something when when LAO does his 2.0 reviews, but um, over overall, you know, ever since day one with 2.0, I've just been like, this is a fucking disaster. This, this is like watching a fucking car crash on my TV. Like, no, it's like to me, it was like watching a funeral procession for someone I loved. That's that's how much I loved NXT Black and Gold. Now, that takes care of my happiness that NXT 2.0 is gone, but let me let me let me, I'm not trying to rain on people's parades here, but I just want I just want to raise a cautionary hand kind of like the the imaginary yield sign on this podcast. like just okay. hold up a little, hold up a minute, all right at, at, at the crosswalk and let's discuss something here, okay. You know, uh, Quincy Elliott has a terrible gimmick. I'm going to inherit a terrible gimmick of a traffic guard here, um, because yes, am I excited about the possibility of NXT of uh, moving away and moving closer to to something it resembled in the past? Yes. Um. Do I think that we're gonna get NXT Black and Gold that we know and love back? No, absolutely not. I don't. I'm 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 just being honest with you. I think, um, I don't think that that's plausible, uh, given the talent that built that brand being largely over on AEW now. Uh, that's number one. Number two. You know, let's not forget here. Triple H is having to rebuild his entire legacy. Uh, you know, with that he left with with um, NXT uh, Black all the first time around when when Vince and uh, when, when Vince and Bruce Prichard castrated the poor guy. <laughs> um, you know, so and, not only is he trying to resuscitate NXT, but he's trying to resuscitate the entire brand that is WWE. So I think it's just a lot to ask to ask for the for the lightning in the bo- in the bottle that was you know NXT the first time around and try to capture it again. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know because because some sometimes are so magical. You just you can't get them back. Yep. Like once it's over, it's over, and I I feel like that's the case with NXT. Um, now on the positive side of that, I am overjoyed at the changes that I'm seeing uh, under Triple H. Uh, you know, I've been very very honest with the positives and. The few uh, negatives that I've experienced along the way. Uh, and, and after what I witnessed earlier today as I was doing research for the podcast, I would have to say that Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at the pay per view that shall not be named is a glaring low point of the uh, Triple H administration. Um, but getting back to NXT, you know, I just. I just want, pe- I understand why people are so excited because quite frankly, I had the same reaction. Um, you know, I think, I think it's going to be good to to move NXT closer to its roots. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I think it's fairly obvious that this two, that this 2.0 experiment was a fail, uh, in every, in every sense of the word. um, but you know, let's ju- let's just let's just hold up here and not counter our chickens before they hatch. Because I think if you're looking for the magic that was the original NXT that Triple H built, I think you're going to be bitterly, massively disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think at this point it's just a matter of like, let's see what he can do with it but also recognize that he has um so much else on his plate because it's not just NXT being his baby he's now he's now you know overseeing a whole house full of like special needs children with how with how WWE was left after the exit of Vince McMahon that's the that is the disgraceful mess that was left um, for Triple H to clean up. And I think if you accept magic too quickly, I think you're going to be disappointed. So just um, let, let's let be grateful that the 2.0 era has um, come to an end because it means Bruce Pritchard is not writing any television that we have to see, which I think is a massive fucking positive. I'm still waiting for the day he gets fired. The day that Bruce Pritchard gets fired, I I will do this podcast, you know, with the biggest smile on my face, and I will go on the biggest happy rant you've ever seen in my my entire existence
0: as a podcast of. So. In the meantime, in the meantime, the feud continues. Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs>
0: now the next two weeks of NXT have already been uh, recorded. So of the twentieth and twenty seventh are already in the
2: book.
1: Okay, well i i think I think that that was done because they they need time to yeah uh, you know kind of like redesign the, yep. the PC. So so
0: that's why they they uh, recorded two weeks work. so get some time to take on the whole set and like redesign it.
1: Yeah. But and the, and yeah. the other thing the other thing too is. Can NXT get get the fuck out of the performance center now?
0: I yeah yeah you know I don't like them in the performance center. I mean when take over Brooklyn, take over Phoenix. I love I like when they were like in different arenas.
1: Yeah, and and full sale was just absolutely magical.
0: Now, uh, speaking of sorry, I, I just found an article here on on the whole Logan Paul. And I'm going to read this real quick, okay? Okay. I thought Triple H was going to make WWE better. The wrestling world has a meltdown after the announcement of Roman Reigns' Logan Paul confrontation segment on SmackDown. And you
1: know what? Honestly, justifiably so.
0: So, wrestling fans are furious after Chief Content Officer Triple H invited Logan Paul to confront Roman Reigns on SmackDown
1: well they should be Uh, you know usually usually I am not the knight in shining armor armor of the internet wrestling community Uh, Mm -hmm. but in in this particular case I 100% agree with them
2: yeah
0: so that uh, that concludes NXT and um, we're gonna now move over to AEW Dynamite Ben what do you have? Okay, dokie. Let me just
1: shift my uh, shift my tabs around here. Here we go, if my computer would cooperate. There we go. Um. So uh, this was largely a very um, a very good episode of of uh, Dynamite. I, I I think that they've recovered nicely after the sh- after the shit show that was the media scrum and all of its. Uh, fallout. I, I'm I'm actually quite impressed with how they've rebounded from from that with a with a, a significant spike in TV quality. So uh, shout out to them. My first high point of of the evening was MJF's promo.
2: Oh my god!
0: But but what about the one after that? What What do you mean the one after that? the promo after his promo from
1: uh, the firm. Well that part wasn't very good. Yeah. But you know, I, I think just keep the um just keep the mic in MJF's hands. However, the firm does perfectly play into uh MJF's heel persona and his takeover uh mission for AEW. So I do like it for that perspective. Um yeah. the the next high point I had was um the world tag team title match between Swervin Argory and Lucha Brothers. Oh my god. Holy crap. That was amazing. Uh for I mean for a less than ten minute match that was really fun. Uh, my next high, high point was uh Chris Jerigo and Brian Danielson for the main event. Absolutely awesome! I'm actually once I get off the air here, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch that match again. That was really good.
2: Okay. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't reach the mute button in time.
1: Um. See, I'm I'm allergic to Bruce Fisher's bullshit. Even it's a hangover to AEW side of things. But anyway, um uh moving on to a low points. You know, I have to be honest uh with you here. Um I really I really struggle as to why um certain things happen on wrestling TV. Um not that this was, a, like, a bad match because by no means was it a bad match, but I still have to give it a low point. Um, Jungle Boy versus Jay Lethal, and the reason for my low point is why.
2: Yeah.
0: No, no, I, I have that as a low point as well just because I just uh, – Jay Lethal, like – Deserves better than this uh, guy they have not paired with this whatever whatever his name is platinum thing yeah like he he's better than this and uh, I don't I don't understand what, what he's doing in this uh, match with Jungle Boy
1: yeah I 100 percent agree Jay Liesel should be in the in the world title picture uh not not playing babysitter to a big man yep. Um, so it's just weird. I don't know. Um and then uh the other one point I had was was the women's match, Tony Storm and Athena versus Britt Baker and Serena Deeb. Um yeah. pr correct me if I'm wrong, Elio. Uh but Tony Storm and I it sounds like I'm being an asshole, but just play play along with me. But Tony Storm won the uh, interim women's championship at all out, correct? Mm-hmm. So why the fuck? And I I, I mean this with with all Venom like and Monster because this shit dri- drives me up a wall. So if she won the championship at all out, why the fuck is she eating a pin? less than a week later. Like, huh? Like, I mean I mean excuse me, it was a week and a half later, but like um you know, granted it was Serena Deeb and Serena Deeb is awesome. I will I will sit in her in her class of professional wrestling and listen to the professor speak all day long. I have no problem with Serena Deeb at all. She is she is a glowing example of the potential of this women's division. I love Serena Deep. Having said that, why the fuck is Tony Storm eating a pen for Serena Deep for no fucking reason whatsoever? What what is it with professional wrestling having their champions lose right after they win a championship on a major fucking pay per view? So for that reason, it has to be a low point. It it has to
2: be, okay. you know.
1: Um, and then and then, for, furthermore, I have I have a question about a backstage promo, and I know the answer, but just who the fuck cares? Are you talking about, about,
0: you talking about Luigi the Pizza Guy? Who cares about <laughs> Pizza Boy?
2: Like, <laughs> who gives a shit?
0: That was, but that was awesome when Ethan Page just kicked him in the face like that. <laughs> so I, I, I,
1: I have never been as big of a fan of Ethan Page as I was in that moment in time.
0: Right? Like, the way we save
1: time, they could be given to someone else. Yeah, you know. And then also, you know, I'm getting another low blank was I'm getting really tired of these squash matches for no reason. Oh, oh which wait, wait, what? Which power?
0: Which... power oh, House. yeah, okay, okay, yeah.
1: You know, okay, we we've established what a beast, and I, I mean this in the most complimentary fashion because I think Powerhouse Ops has massive potential. I want I want to see where he is in three, four, or five years because I think big things are on the horizon for him. Having said that, haven't we established from day one what a beast Powerhouse Hobbs is? Mm -hmm. Why in the fuck do we need him to have a squash match after he beat Ricky Sarks in less than five minutes at All Out? Which, in and of itself, folks i have a problem with that if you, if you missed that part of of the rant on our all out um post show uh go back and, and take take a look at that I, you know i or take a listen i um i break it down very succinctly and and, and and articulate my point very well in my opinion um you know i i didn't like i didn't like how that match for shortened i was actually that was that was going to be one of my personal high points for that pay per view, going in Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Stark. I was really looking forward to it. Um, and but you know, taking what we what we had, you had Ricky Stark lose in five minutes, and Powerhouse Hobbs still needs needs to needs to lose to a job, to a Dollar General worker. I mean, with what the fuck is going on? You know, you, you get you got Pizza Boy and, and and you got Jobbers. I mean,
0: you know, it's just what the hell is going on? Yep. No, I get it. Um so is that all you have for high point low points?
2: Um, hold on, hold on, let me check. I I think so, I'm just double checking. Yep. Alright, so before we get into mine we're gonna go
0: into uh com- we're gonna go into a commercial. Alright, so now uh we're gonna get into my uh, high points and low points. Uh high points I had the Lucha Brothers match and I had uh, Chris Joko and Brian Dangleson as well as the John moxley semi Guerrero match. Okay. Very solid. Very good. For low points, yeah. Um, no, sorry. High another high point is the MJF promo, but the low point is the firm promo right after. Like, um, I just don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think about Stokely Hathaway?
1: I like him, and I I do understand. Um, his past history with uh, with MJF. And it does fit the heel thing, you know. He, he hid behind Warlow for a while. And now he's hiding behind the um, the firm. Uh, the the members of the firm are very. odd. Uh, right. they have nothing
0: in common.
1: Yeah, and they have they have nothing to do with MJF outside of uh, outside of Stokely Hathaway. So oh. I'm I, I'm a little bit miffed by that.
0: So another low point is Chain Lethal, Jungle Boy, and of course the Power Hob- Powerhouse Hobbs uh, squash match, as well as the Tony Storm, Athena, Britt Baker, Serena D match. And of course my sign uh Luigi the pizza guy. And the best part about that segment was seeing Ethan Page kick him in the face. Thank you, Ethan
1: Page. I really <laughs> appreciate that, brother.
0: <laughs> all
1: right, so that all we have for AEW.
0: Yep. All right, so now we're gonna get into SmackDown, and here we go with high points and low points. For the high points, I give it to Sami Zayn and Ricochet.
1: Absolutely, my
0: man. Starting it off hot, and another one I give to Bailey and Raquel Rodriguez, uh, and uh, the return of Shotzi black Blackheart. But. Oh, okay, now
1: I agree with you there. However, why was she faced with no explanation?
0: Yeah, uh, that that one. We need an explanation there because the last time I, last time we saw her, she was a heel,
1: and and I know. The other part of this is why are you putting her with Raquel? What I mean I know that her and Aaliyah just lost the tag team titles, but I didn't I didn't see a breakup segment with Raquel and Aaliyah. So why is it now all of a sudden Raquel and Shotzi, who have had nothing to do
0: with each other in the past, unless Aaliyah returns as a heel, which wouldn't make sense really, because she has no reason to be she has no reason to be a heel. She, you
1: know, I, 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 I like Aaliyah You know, I know she's been there for a long time. You know, she's your girl because she's Canadian. I, I get it. You know, I. But really, like really, she. Come on, we gotta have some explanation as to what's going
0: on here. Yep. And uh my final high point. I, I, I didn't mind this match. Silver is a cold Mad Cat Moss. I
1: did. I abs- I absolutely did. And I'll I'll tell you why. Um not that I wouldn't tell you why, it's my handshot. Oh what? But anyway. Anyway. Um I just made myself laugh there. Hold on, I got <laughs> sorry. Um both of, the, both of these guys, um, you know, I, I understand why, why there are high hopes for them. I do like their potential a lot, especially with Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Um, it, it's very obvious that both of them uh, need work um, still in the ring. Um, I think it was a little early to put Madcap in a title situation. Is I that
0: without have... a title match? Yes. Okay. Yeah. that's okay, I must have, I must miss that part, but yeah. Okay. That,
1: that was for the North American Championship. All right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
1: which I understand that the episode was built around the bloodline. Um, I get that. Um, you know, the interaction between Solo and Sammy backstage was awesome. Um,
0: you know, the teasing of the dissension <laughs> okay. between. Jay hates Sammy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> actually, it's actually
1: one of my favorite parts
0: of the show. Oh now. my god, like, he just can't stand Sammy, Sammy. It's like, what? What is wrong with you? Like,
1: what? <laughs> is yeah. You mean? He just... Well, Yeah, I mean, but it's it's tremendous. That storyline is
0: tremendous. And, and Solo's decline. He was um, off your game,
1: Jay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I really like how how Solo's the character. So Sokoa brings a really good, um, you know, serious edge to the bloodline. Yep. Because when, let's face it, when Roman Reigns isn't there, which is annoyingly often nowadays, for a guy holding two titles, he barely comes to fucking work. Which I'm, I'm not. I'm not blaming Roman Reigns. If they want to give him that kind of that kind of leeway and that kind of money to only show up. I said the same thing with Brock Lesnar. People have a problem with Brock Lesnar's contract, I mean, yes, I didn't like him holding the title hostage, uh, just as I don't like Roman Reigns holding the title hostage. However, if if WWE wants to give out a contract for a person to only work, you know, in Roman Reigns' case, which is probably like twenty-five, thirty dates a year, you know. There's not a person alive who wouldn't take that deal and sign that contract. Mm-hmm. There is not one goddamn person alive with the capability of Roman Reigns who would not sign that contract. And, uh, um, sorry, go on. Um, but, ha- but having, having having said that, when, going back to Solo Sokoa, the reason why I really like his addition into it is because when Roman Reigns isn't there, Bloodline lacks, you know, a, a, a seriousness about them. You know, they always take the bullets for Roman, and that's their purpose. I get I get that, but when he's not there, it's like, why aren't they on the show? And now with Solo Sokoa um, being added, it's kind of like, okay, we got to get down to business here and cut the bullshit, which I appreciate.
0: Actually, there is one more one more uh, high point that that is uh, the tag team uh, the Philadelphia tag team match.
1: Yes, yes, my man, that was awesome. That's what I want to see out of tag team wrestling in WWE. Are you listening, Vince? Did you watch that? You stupid <laughs> fucking. <laughs> why, why is Vince allergic to? Tag Team Professional Wrestling.
0: Right. What the hell, Leo?
1: You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. And thank God we're, we're, I I truly believe we're starting to move. Pete Dunne has this 1940 (laughs) Paperboy bullshit, but it's just, what the fuck? Yep. You know, he's like Scrappy Dew off a leash after drinking too much Mountain Dew and
0: having too many Scooby Snacks. <laughs> no, from uh, for low points, I uh, I had uh, Logan Paul and I had the maximum male models.
1: Uh, okay, all right. Well, and, and can I can I add something there? Because this is a this is the perfect time. Yeah, and then and
0: then I and then, I'll, then I want to talk about the, uh, the during the commercial break.
1: Right. So so I don't even have to add anything to what Elio said in terms of my highs and lows because you nailed it. So we're gonna we're gonna save ourselves some minutes on the podcast there. Uh so shout out to you, man. A thoroughly appreciative of a job well done. And I actually do have a drink this time, so here's to well, you. Yeah, cheers. There we, but, there we go. But um but here's here's the thing, bro. I um I I just, I don't get this, this Logan Paul thing. I really, I really don't. I know we talked about it a little bit at the top of the show and I tried to put the the positive spin on it and the business aspect and the analytics and the social media and all that, you know, bullcrap. I mean, my 66 year old father knew uh, Logan and Jake Paul, which what the fuck, how did that happen?
0: So, oh, my God. I don't know if you read this before you go on. This one's going to make you laugh. Apparently, Jake Paul believes Logan Paul can knock out Roman Reigns. <laughs>
1: well, uh, and, and I was speaking of that. Speaking of that, I was doing more research on, on Logan Paul before I came on the air this evening. And I saw a, an interview with him Um I don't know when this was when this was filmed or whatever, but he believe he truly believes he can knock out Mike Tyson.
0: What? No, cut. What?
1: He, uh, he? Are you? Uh. Are you fucking high? <clears throat> I mean, what what grade of weed are you smoking? Jesus fucking Christ! Oh wow! But um. But no, so so aside from the opening uh, argument about um, Logan Paul, let me let me add this. We went over all the positive positives and the best for business aspect. Whatever, I I disagree with that, but I understand why they're doing it, especially in front of the Saudi Arabian o- audience. If they were doing this at a regular U.S. pay per view. This would get booed out of the building. If this was on like Summerslam, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, somebody's getting fired.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I don't care if this is not Crown Jewel, somebody's getting fired now. Now I heard I heard people say, "Well, that's why they're doing it—the Crown Jewel. This is the, this is why the match is a good idea." Um, I would like to respectfully respond to that with the most
2: affectionate fuck you, I can possibly manage. I, I, because that's the problem. You people making
1: excuses as to why this is, you know, a good idea. This is why I have such a problem with people like Vince Russo, you know, who I, I would assume was being facetious. But... In, in what world is this? Is this a good move? Now, if, now I w- I will say this: if if Logan Paul gets knocked out in two minutes, I'm gonna laugh my ass off.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: I'm gonna laugh my ass off and fly to Saudi Arabia myself and shake Triple H's hand <laughs> <laughs> because that, that so that's one scenario
2: where I'm okay with this. But let, let's talk let's talk about this in all seriousness now you mean to tell me that a guy who has only had two matches
1: has has earned a championship opportunity fuck you, fuck you and fuck no quite frankly no if if i'm somebody else on this roster who has busted their ass full time if yeah. I'm so, if I'm somebody like Kevin Owens, if I'm somebody like a Ricochet,
0: yeah.
1: I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And, and people keep saying, well, well, um, Logan or uh, Roman Reigns has run through everybody, so they're having problems finding opponents. First of all, that's not true at all. Uh, th- that's a normal one. We'll get back to that in a minute, but. Number two, if, if you're going to use that argument with me and with us on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, I got news for you, baby. You're going to get raked over the coals longer than a fucking Fourth of July barbecue, baby, because you are fucking wrong, 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 and you suck at your job. And if you have a podcast and you and you voice that opinion, I hope you get canceled. I, I I really do. Get the fuck off the internet. You don't deserve to share the same wave with people with the brain capacity such as us on the PNT Progression Wrestling Podcast. Fuck off. You can't, you can't. You can't hang with us. You can't be a part of this conversation. Fuck off. I I mean I can name, bro. I can name seven people right now. Seven motherfuckers who who need to be challenging Roman Reigns for a championship before before Logan Paul. I trust me. Logan Paul is the standard. Then everybody in the in the locker room deserves a title shot before he does.
0: Oh but, my God! What I what I read uh, earlier today. But, Yeah, yeah, go on.
2: on, Hang
1: on on for one. Hang on for one second. So that's number one. If Logan Paul's the the standard, then Drew Gulak should be in the ring for a world title. But anyway, um, but in in all seriousness, you're saying we we can't find. uh, We're having trouble finding world title uh, contenders. Um, Kevin Owens. Uh, Seth Rollins. Um let's l let's go with uh you know as much as as much as I hate to say this, it certainly makes much more sense than Logan Paul. Let's put Braun Strowman on that list. Uh let's put um uh let's put um let's put Sammy Zayn on the goddamn list. Yeah he wrote Cody, he, Will, Cody he, Yeah. So Sammy Sami Zayn uh, this whole bloodline thing him getting a world title shot against Roman makes more sense with the storyline that they have going on I'm not saying I would do it but I'm saying if you want to make the argument and you're trying to make something as ridiculous as Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns stand up the logic then you gotta put Sami scene in there too based on the storyline that's taking place so, so you, you you who did you, who did you add? The Cody Rhodes. Last... Okay, so that's I think that's that's five. That's five five. And then, and then um the other the other guy I would put up there is uh, Drew McIntyre. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you you can put so many guys in the, in the ring and make a much more compelling match. Than Logan Paul and Roman Reigns, and the fact the fact that you're saying, "Well, it's Crown Jewel, and that's why they're doing it." No, no, no. This is for a WWE Championship, the most prestigious championship in that company right now. So, so, so that makes it the most prestigious title. In wrestling based off the size of WWE and everything else, right? And you mean to tell me that Logan Paul gets in the ring for that belt before Seth Rollins has his face off with Roman Reigns? You mean to tell me that Kevin Owens has to wait in line behind Logan Paul? Now I Now, I would assume that this is going to be a situation where Logan Paul has to be scraped off of the streets in fucking Saudi Arabia to get him back on a plane to go home after getting destroyed by Roman Reigns. I assume that's what they're doing here. But even if that's the case, which I would support, I had to ask you why. Why? You could... Like this is the representation you want WWE and your best title to have when you're going overseas, and and look, folks, Elio knows this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get really serious here for a minute, and you're probably gonna be like, well, why is wrestling, you know, you know, blah blah blah, and and I'm 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 gonna tell I'm gonna tell you why I'm I'm so serious before I even before I even say this shit. I have such a deep-rooted problem with the Saudi Arabian shows, and and Elio knows this. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Every time these shows roll around, every time it's this time of year, I'm like, oh shit, I'm not covering this, and and watch what I'm doing, Elio, so you can tell the people. I I literally I throw the pen at the screen, and I'm like, Elio, if you nope. want to cover it, Crown Jewel, you can cover it yourself. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not doing it. This show is a fucking joke. Yep. And 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 you know this this is how you want to represent your company. I'm sorry, but I have a I have a problem with that. Um, you know, and and I'm not gonna go on a on a Saudi Arabian political rant because yeah. that time has passed. But yeah. you, you know, you really you you really have to. Uh, like you're building a pay-per-view, <laughs> and this is what you're doing? Like, are you kidding me? So you know, I just I have, I have such a deep-rooted problem with Crown Jewel in general, uh. You know, and uh, you know, certainly you were saying that Omos and Goldberg might be added to this card. Sweet, baby, yes. D's. <laughs> please baby jesus help us all if that is the case
2: yep. i mean I, I mean i i'm speechless at that
1: Elio, do you have anything to add because i I'm, I'm i'm just speechless no. at the idea of logan paul versus i worries. got
0: i got nothing more to add. I'll you, i add. say i just uh, i'm stunned uh, there are no words it's just terrible
1: Now, I have tried my very, very best to be fair and not cuss a thousand times and whatever. Uh, But, Elio, do you think I've I've done a a decent job at stating my case on both sides of this? Yep. Okay. Now, that being said, can we please, for the sweet love of God, because we're going to have seven more weeks of build surrounding Logan Paul, at least for the end of the night, can be, this be the last time we say his name and move on?
2: Yes.
0: Actually, uh, what I want to bring up is, did you, see, uh, did you hear about the, what happened during the commercial break?
2: Yeah, I did. That
0: was very interesting. That was, uh, that was uh, like watching the video. Just being there, that would have been like, that would give me chills just being there. Yeah, but then that, to have Wyatt not show up, I would have been pissed off.
2: Yeah, but if
1: I was in that crowd
0: and and we got that kind of tease. And by the way, that's one of my favorite songs. White Rabbit, 1967 Jefferson Airplane. I agree. All right, so is that all we have for SmackDown?
1: Yes, sir. You're a music nerd just like me, and I absolutely
2: love it.
0: Very good. So now we are getting into this uh, PWY 500. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, no, for no, no, Ben. You, you, you want to do the top twenty, or you want to go top thirty? All right. Well, you know, let let's let's have some fun and let's open let's open up the floor. Let's
1: go to top thirty.
0: All right, top thirty. So you want to go bottom to top or top to bottom? Well,
1: that yeah, well, makes bottom sense. Is, about... Bottom to top. At number th- hold, oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. ladies and gentlemen. Before we get started, and Elio's is going to witness this so he can, he can tell you what I'm doing. I, 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 I need, I need a break for a moment. So I'm going, I'm going to do exactly what it looks like I'm going to do right now.
0: He is currently drinking his uh, what is it? root beer. Root beer, a- me
1: a-, a-, <laughs> w- a and W root beer. Um, Very good. It's so delicious and refreshing for a, for a mid-podcast pause. <laughs> OK, now, lay it on me and for and well, morning, ladies and gentlemen, here comes the rant. At number 30:
0: Speedball Mike Bailey. OK. Number 29, Zach Sabre, Jr.
1: Only number twenty nine, and yet you ask me why I have a problem with the PN, with the PWI five hundred. My God,
0: And number twenty eight, Sammy Guevara.
1: Wait a wait a wait a wait a fucking minute! Already, ladies, and I didn't know that. I didn't. <laughs> I, I I want you to back me up on this, Elio I didn't. I didn't know this before
0: the show. So nope. it's not
1: like it's not like I had time to
0: rehearse nope. my reactions. And nope, he did not see this list before the show. Okay, okay. so
1: how in the world is Sammy Guevara ahead of 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 um
0: Zack Saber Jr.
1: Zack Saber Jr. on this list? I can't even speak. I. I In what world does that make any semblance of sense?
0: Uh, All right, number twenty-seven, Will Osprey.
2: Oh god!
0: Number twenty-six, Ron Breaker.
2: (laughs) Oh (laughs) my (laughs) god! (laughs) Oh (laughs) oh. Uh, oh no 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 no! You <laughs> put Broad Breaker above
1: Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay. Uh, I can I
2: can't take it. I I can't take it. At number twenty-five, AC Mack.
1: Who the fuck is AC <laughs> MAC? Uh, Alright. What whatever the fuck? I, you know, this is already a farce. Uh, uh.
0: AC back on. Um, he was uh, in he was in um evolving, he was also in NXT. Well, uh, what'd he freaking do? You're not better yeah. than Will Osprey and Zach Saber Jr., god it. He lost one match. he lost he had one match, he lost to Dominic djokovic
1: well, what the frickin' do?
0: <laughs> All right, at number twenty-four we have Alexander Hammerstone. Okay. Number twenty-three, Jay White. Okay. And number twenty-two, Chris Jericho.
1: Okay. Well, at least he didn't make the top ten. Okay. Well, that that's better than I expected.
0: At number twenty-one, Moose. You're gonna put Moose <laughs>
1: above um, Chris Jericho, Zach
0: <laughs> Saber Jr. Oh, no,
1: no. Uh, and Will Ospreay. Uh, I, I, uh, I need a fucking. <laughs> bu- I, you know what? Fuck it. I can. I, I can feel one coming on. I can just. I can. I can feel it already. Here's the top twenty. <laughs> Before we go. This ladies and gentlemen, just so Elio can see the
2: label.
0: Yes, yeah, holding up a uh, Motrin, okay? I'm holding up my <laughs> I'm, I'm holding up migraine
1: motrin, okay? I can feel Oh what the I can oh. feel a migraine coming faster coming faster than a Braun Strowman locomotive, the Strowman Express. I am live on the air I am going to take this medication because I need some preemptive assistance
0: oh okay should I give you a minute just keep going with the list here is your top 20 number 20 Drew McIntyre
1: oh god damn it! I just still so love on my
0: desk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At number okay. at number nineteen, Kenny Omega. Okay. Eighteen, Adam Cole. Okay. Seventeen. Where,
1: where Seth, is he, he Bam? That's another
2: question.
0: Mm, Seventeen, Seth Rollins. Okay. Sixteen, MJF.
1: Oh my god. He's been out half the year and you put him above Seth Rollins. (laughs)
2: 15.
0: Hiroshi Tanahashi.
1: Well, he deserves it. I'm not going to argue with that one.
0: At 14, Josh Alexander. Okay. At 13, Matt Cardona.
2: Fuck off. Fuck off.
0: At number twelve, John Moxley.
1: The fact that he did not make the top ten, I just want to tell you that's a
0: fucking criminal act. Number eleven, Shingo Takagi. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's um, he's a, I I think I told you he was a, he's one of the mainstays in New Japan. He's part of um. He was a uh, world world champion for a while. Um, he's always a dragon over there. Uh, okay. Here is your top ten. At number ten, Jonathan Gresham.
2: Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay,
1: okay, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please don't misunderstand.
0: I know, I know, we're on time constraints, but I have to say this. I was just checking out much because I'm going to get through this before we go to commercial. Oh, oh, we will. We will. No, yeah. Don't you worry. Now, I know how good Jonathan Gresham is,
1: but here's my, here's my problem. Okay? Our wage has not existed outside of quarterly pay-per-views. No, and, no. and even with quarterly pay-per-views, we've only had two since Tony Khan's announcement, so where where would unless unless PWI pays attention to a lot of the overseas stuff, I'm not really sure how Jonathan Gresham makes that list. Any and that so.
0: tantrum that he threw recently. Exactly, and,
1: and that really turned me off. Number nine, Big E. Uh, one. All due respect to Big E, I, I love, I love that guy. He is such a class-act human being.
2: I don't understand. How could he Number eight, this person does not even belong here because
0: no one really even knows who he is. El Hio del Vikingo.
1: Well, I have absolutely no idea on earth who that
0: is. If I hadn't watched Impact Wrestling, I wouldn't have known because he uh, he made a few appearances there.
1: Oh, it's just Phantasma from Impact. Okay. Sorry? If it's just Phantasma from Impact, I don't know who that is.
0: No, actually, it's... Uh, hold on. He, I'm going to look him up. Um... No, it's uh, just uh, he went by the name El Hijo del Vikingo. Okay. And other names he had were one other name he had was Arachno.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know who that is.
0: At number seven, Brian Danielson. Oh my god. At number six. Oh my fucking. <laughs> at number. At number. <laughs> four. <laughs> At number six, Cody Rhodes.
2: <laughs>
0: Here are your top five. At number five, Bobby Lashley.
2: At number four, Adam Page. At number three, CM Punk. Oh <laughs> <sure> my
0: my my ego is making obscene sign language kid. What the fuck? And, and number two, Kazushka Okada. Okay. Ah oh, yeah. And number one, Roman Reigns. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> I mean, th- I I do get that pick, but I'm just saying in general with this but,
0: list. No, no, Ben, is there any uh, wrestler that you're curious about to know to know where where they're on this list? Um, but let me think.
2: Let me think. Let me think. Um. Hmm. None that I can think of at the moment. Let
1: me me see if I can... How
0: about Sami Zayn?
1: Okay, let's go with that,
0: yeah. Sami Zayn on this list
2: is at number 84. Oh, jeez. What
0: about... um... Actually, instead of picking a number, our wrestlers, uh,
2: pick a number. Okay, um, f- 54. 54.
0: At number 54, we have Ricochet.
2: Oh, <laughs> <sighs> you, you need a minute?
1: I need more than a minute. <laughs> In what world does uh. this list exist?
2: <laughs> in,
1: in all seriousness, Elliot, like I know that you've explained to me the criteria and how it's <laughs> selected and stuff, but I don't under I don't well,
0: get it. Now who would you guess it, would you
2: be able to guess who number one hundred is? No. Kyle O'Reilly. Well, I mean that's I mean that's justifiable, but
1: like even that's a little questionable.
0: Eddie Eddie Kingston is at number
1: forty. Oh oh, for fuck's sake! You're gonna put Eddie Kingston that far ahead of Kyle
0: O'Reilly? Nick oh, Nick Aldis is sixty. At seventy, we have Alex Shelley. At 80, we have Keith Lee.
1: This is... You know what? You know what has just been confirmed in my mind, folks? The PWI 500 is nothing more than a popularity contest. That's what this is. It's
0: ridiculous. Number 90 and 91. Jungle Boy at 90. Gunther at 91. Okay. All right. I I give up. I, I Folks... Aside from that, all all these other ones are like really, You're getting, what, uh, The users you, are the users are listed uh, in the 100s at one forty seven, <laughs> and uh, Killer Carrying Cross or Killer Cross is at one sixty one. Uh, well,
1: and where was Walter again or Gunther ninety one? Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was in such a good mood this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I really was i I took a nap, I was excited to come on here and and have a chat. I had a wonderful dinner i you know i'm I'm freshly showered, you know everything's perfect,
2: and now this. <laughs> Oh my God! We
0: had the same reaction last night. This list is atrocious.
1: Well, well, at least, at least we're in agreement across podcast platforms.
0: Yeah. This. Oh my God! And with that in mind,
1: folks, we're gonna take a much-needed commercial break. Our our executive producer can see my rage, and then, then, um, when we when we come back,
0: I'm gonna be putting you in a match.
1: Okay. Oh God, bated breath. <laughs>
0: All oh, right, God, stay, dear. stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. All right, so that was the PWI 500. That was atrocious. Uh, my co-host, in a fit of rage, destroyed his bed his bedroom <laughs> studio. I mean, Ben, look at that. What a mess. Wait, you, you got a lot of
1: cleaning up to do, mm-hmm. man? Yeah, I got I got a few things I got to pick up. Uh, i getting uh, one I wish Charlie had opposable thumbs. I'd get him to help me, but I don't think pugs have opposable thumbs.
0: All right. and uh, Well, that being said, now we're going to move on to our time warp. And this time we are going back to June 19th, 1994. In the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, King of the Ring, 94. Yes, my hometown. Yeah, so... Our opening match, we had Thurman Plug defeating Quang. Uh, poor Savio Vega. Uh, and get well soon because I, he was in the hospital recently. Yes. So, which thing is this match?
1: Well, I, I think that it was on the pre-show because I didn't actually see that one.
0: Mm. Okay, so... I believe um, the 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 main show began with Razor Moon and Bam Bam Bigelow.
1: Yeah, um, this this one was was a good one. I um, I I really have a fondness for Bam Bam Bigelow, um. So anytime I get to see him, it's pretty cool.
2: Yep. And next, but
1: what what I should add? What a hell of a um. Opening match to start the King of the Ring because if you re- remember, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow made it to the finals the previous year. Yes. In in '93. Yep. So the fact that that was the opening match was absolutely wild.
0: All right. Then next up we had IRS defeating Mabel.
1: This was just a bad match. Straight up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the other thing—the other thing that I that I should mention before we get too deep into this—we um, we said just a minute ago that just took place in, in the Baltimore Arena. Yes, which, which leads me to uh, to the guest commentator for the evening, which I couldn't really uh, figure out why they had him for the whole show and not just a match. Okay, but they they had. Um, Art Donovan on commentary with uh, Grilla Monsoon and uh, uh, Randy Savage. Yep. And um, he, he is a former uh, guard for the Indianapolis Colts, a uh, defensive end, I believe. Um, okay. uh, very, uh, very famous in, in the, the Baltimore area for his football playing days. And his commentary, how they didn't pull him off after one or two matches is, is mind-boggling to me. His commentary was so terrible, and it was so obvious that he had no idea about pro wrestling at all. It was like, why, why is this?
0: Okay, now before we get into this... So I have uh, the website that I currently use wrestling data open, um, so I can give you the ratings for each. Okay, so for the Quang uh, Sturman plug match, they gave that a three, a three. Yeah, that was on the dark match, uh, on the dark, uh, a dark match on the pre-show. Now, Batman Big Love versus Razor Moon. how many? Uh, what would you give this on a five star?
1: I would, I would have given it a three. I thought it was
2: pretty good.
0: All right, and 63% agree with you. They gave it a three as well. Now, this next one, uh, IRS and Mabel, that we just went over, how many would you give this one?
1: One. It was really bad.
0: 75% gave it a two. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) All right, next up, we have Owen Hart versus Tatanka. This was
1: this was just. I don't think this was very good either. Okay. Um. Oh, well, let me just make sure I'm not thinking of the wrong match. Let me
2: just uh make sure. Hold on. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I I was
1: I was thinking of the wrong match. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I scrolled down too far. Yeah, this uh, this one was actually pretty good. You know, Owen Hart, it, you're never going to go wrong with Owen Hart. Um, you know, actually, um, Chris Jericho was just recently asked about his personal Mount Rushmore, uh, and he included Owen Hart in his, which I can't really argue with. I mean, Owen Hart was
0: fantastic. All right, and uh, you gave this uh, how many... I would have given it a three. All right, then uh, 88% gave it a three as well. Absolutely. All right, next we had the 1-2-3 Kid versus Jeff Jarrett.
1: I, I I didn't like this match at all. Um, bad matchup considering the momentum that 1-2-3 Kid had. Okay, and um, uh,
0: how, how bad did she not like it? You gave it how many?
1: I'll give it a two.
0: 86% give
1: you a three. Um, Do you agree with them, or or what's your take? Because that's a little yeah, too much for this
0: me. One, this one, I, I didn't really like this one. And this was a King of the Ring quarterfinal match. Uh, but, yeah, I just didn't like this match. Yeah. All right, next we had for the World Heavyweight Championship, Bret Hart going in again as the champion defending against challenger Diesel, who was the Intercontinental Championship. However, his title was not on the line. It was only Bret Hart's. Right. Um,
1: first first of all, like I know this was King of the Ring, but the fact that the world heavyweight title uh, was smack dab in the middle of the show was very off-putting.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I, I grew up where... Um, the world championship should always be the main event match, the final match. Yes,
1: and I, I I'm still of that thought yeah. process. I, I, I still believe that that should always be the case. Yes. Um. Having said that, though, this match was very, very good. Um. Minus the finish, I thought that I thought the finish was a little bit weak. Okay. Um. But um. But having having said that, um actually before before i move on the reason why i thought it was weak is because um not neidhart uh jim the anvil neidhart went into the ring and clotheslined diesel um as revenge for a previous attack which ended in a dq and for someone the, the caliber of a Bret Hart, I I just hate DQ finishes in, in any match, but let alone a, uh, a world title match. Yep. Because, you know, it, it's just, for me, especially back then, any match that Bret Hart was in was, like, the main event. Like, that was the one I was most interested in. And, like, I just... Granted, I have a pet peeve for TQ finishes, but for some for some reason, uh, in conjunction with the world title match thing in the middle of the show, uh, that didn't sit well with me. However, um, Bret Hart and Diesel had amazing chemistry because I I never thought that um, and and this this is no disrespect to Kevin Nash because I understand his impact on the business, but, um, you know, but between the ropes, I didn't think he was the most agile big man, um, you know, or the most effective, uh, big man. Um, probably cause gimmicks that he had at the time, but, um, but yeah, this match was still very, very good.
2: And, uh, how good? I will give it a three.
0: 55 uh five percent give it a four.
1: Well, you know, and I and and I'm not I'm not gonna argue with him. I was I was very
0: uh impressed with this match. And that brings us to the semi-finals. Wait a minute, I'm confused here. Hold on. Erwin R. was in the semifinals, however, earlier in the Oh, no, no, I, uh, he, that was the quarterfinal. So, Irwin R. versus Razor Ramon in the semifinals. This was a rematch from Royal Rumble, like before. Um, you know, short match, whatever,
1: you know, we, we knew that, uh, we knew that Razor Ramon was going to win. Yep. So I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, it was harmless.
0: And the vote is split here with uh, 40 giving it 3%, while well, well the same 40%, another 40% gave it two stars. Okay, fair enough. That brings us to our second semifinal match. One, two, three, kid versus Owen Hart.
1: You know, um, I love these two guys. You know, x was one of the first wrestlers I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Owen Hart is always going to be great. Um, you know, but but the match was just too short for me to um, re- get really into it. I think it was like four minutes long, and uh, you know, I was I was disappointed by that.
0: And this one got four stars from six three percent. The which, which mystifies the living
1: fuck out of me because, like I said, it was less than five minutes.
0: All right, and then the tag team championships: Yokozuna and Crush versus the Hetchmakers—an odd match,
1: very odd and just very weird. And
0: uh, and how this got a three star—I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really don't understand.
0: And that brings us to the finals of the King of the Ring. Owen oh, Hart, the feeling it Ramon to become to win the King of the Ring and become the King of Hearts.
1: Uh, I loved it.
0: Especially at Celebration and Jim Knight Heart Turning Heel. Exactly. Uh, this, this was very cool. Yeah. You
2: know, you know, I
0: gotta say, Summer of ninety four was up and down for me when, like, with the Monday Night Raw's, it was, like, the Raw's were kind of, like, in the middle, but, like, then you have the pay-per-views, and they were just fun. The the lead-up to these pay-per-views was fun.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that brings us to the main event, Jerry the King of all versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper, and, of course, Piper had his uh, good buddy, Pat, in his
2: corner.
1: Yes, and, uh, he was a former guest of ours, yes. On the show. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is, um, you know, back then, uh, you know, Jerry Lawler was more of a character-driven guy. Not to say he wasn't a fantastic wrestler, because I think he was very, very good. Yep. Um, but you know, this was this was this feud was a little bit before my time. Um, yeah. You know, or maybe Jerry Lawler, just in general as a wrestler, was just a tad bit before my time. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know this this match was okay. I was I was struggling to understand like the backstory. I I know I know where Pat came in based off conversations. Like- so,
0: okay, the story here is Lawler was had uh, just uh, got out of his feud with the Bret Hart oh yeah. yeah so I guess he needed something new so he decides to like to he didn't really have any They uh, didn't really have anyone to work with at the time so he decides to like provoke someone to like uh, challenge him so he decides to insult the children at the hospital up here in Toronto, which I'm not sure how that plays in, but I guess it's because Piper being Canadian. So Rodney Piper uh, heard about this, so he decided to respond to Lawler's actions and that's, and he made a few videos um, uh, with his message to Lawler, which Lawler responded and uh, they went back and forth and that's how it led up to this match. Of course, uh, Lawler had this King's Court with Pat, you know, mocking Piper. Yeah. So, and that's uh, what led up to this. Oh, okay. And uh, the the King of the Ring reports where they're like, uh, we're working on getting you you fans an address for the hospital. I'm like, well, I can help you. I spent a lot of time there when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah. I did too.
2: Where
0: up here?
1: No, no, not not there, of course. But oh no,
0: no, but this one is called the Hospital for Sick Children. That's actually the name of the hospital.
1: Oh, oh, okay, I I missed that part.
0: Yeah, that's the actual name of the hospital. So I'm like, I can go be there. I spent a lot of time there when I was a kid. Yeah. But um, so that was King of the Ring overall. What did you think of this pay per view? Very, very good.
2: I
1: just for just for shifts and giggles while you were doing that, I pulled up some of um, Art Donovan's one-liners during this show. I okay. just think it, I think it'd be fun to read some of them because it, you know it was just. Oh no! no uh, go on. I, I was very distracted by this. Um, oh no! By his commentary, so. During Rachel Ramon versus Bam Bam Bigelow, he goes, I thought the poor guy was dead. Now they're both out. What happens now?
2: Oh
1: and, and then, and then, during, and then, this is what he had to say about IRS. I Randy, Randy, is he one of the wrestlers? He looks like he looks like a businessman.
0: What <laughs> fuck?
1: No. Um,. And this one was my personal favorite of the evening. Talking about Mabel. Is this the way he's going to wrestle with his clothes on? (laughs) Well, I I would certainly hope that Mabel (laughs) would wrestle with her clothes on. Jesus Christ, nobody wants to see a 500-pound man wrestle naked. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Um, moving on, he he goes, um, he he goes, hey Randy, there's gonna be a lot of American Indians met. Of course, this was during Tatanka's match when he lost to Owen Hart. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> and, and then and then he he goes on to say, um. Who's hey, this now, Randy? What are we talking about? One, two, three. He looks like a boxer. Sean Waltman has never looked like a boxer in his entire life. What? Uh, what? The, what the fuck are you talking about? Wow. And then, I mean, this was this was the coup de grace. Even though the previous one I mentioned was my favorite, right? But th- this this is this is about Sean Michaels. Keep that in mind. Oh no. He goes, Hey, Gorilla, who's the guy leading? Is this his second? Is he another wrestler? Uh, He's commentating for a WWE pay per view and he doesn't even know who Shawn Michaels is. Oh, boy. And he commentated the whole show. Wow. Yeah, commentary was the roughest part of the evening and the King of the Ring
0: '94. Okay, so so far we have reviewed two King of the Rings '93 and '94. Which one do you like better? '93. Okay. Uh. So what the okay, what, what would you give this pay per
1: view? Out of out of five stars, I would give it um,
0: three and a half.
2: Forty-six percent
0: give it a four.
1: Well, you know, and and look, uh, part of me understands that, so I'm not really going to go off on a rant about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because I I really did think it was very very um, solid show.
0: All right, now I'm thinking um, next week uh, we are going to get back into our mid south because I saw I have a lot of. Um, A lot of uh, Mid-South and uh, Championship Wrestling uh, dates uh, lined up. Uh, But uh, our next uh, WBF pay-per-view is SummerSlam 94. This should be fun. Cool. Because this is Leslie Nielsen playing a parody of his uh, Naked Gun character, Lieutenant Frank Drebin looking for the the Undertaker, yes. That's awesome. Um so that is our review of King Ring ninety four. We'll be back shortly. I'm gonna put my co host in the match so then get his rage out of his system over that atrocious list, and then we will close out with Wrestling roulette. All right, so now that we've done King of '94, I'm going to put my course in the match because he's—I can still sense some rage inside that he needs to get out.
1: Yes, and you know, I know, I know. We typically do the two seconds and the pause thing, but we already we already did this in in, in a did. segment that had to be deleted. So let's. Instead of redoing the whole thing, because I liked the match that came up because it had a lot to do with what we talked about tonight, uh, I ended up having to go uh, one-on-one in a two-out-of-three-falls match with Logan Paul
0: <laughs> at WrestleMania,
1: <laughs> and I'm like, yes, how perfect is that? I mean, you you
0: can't you can't
2: script that shit.
0: No. That's, that's uh, awesome. So, uh, that, that's taking care of, we're going to jump right into our final segment, Wrestling Roulette.
1: Absolutely.
2: All right. Let me just pull up my list here. One moment. Um, okay. All right. Adjust the volume. All right.
0: So, the way this works, I play 21, I play 10 second clips of 21 themes. My host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready? Yes, yeah, sir. Here is your first
2: one.
1: Um, I couldn't really make too much out of that out, but it, it sounded like
0: Fandango. Uh, nope, that is S.A.M. Rios. Okay. All right, here we go, number two.
2: Yo, it's me, it's me, it's dtp DDP.
0: Do you want to take a guess? <laughs> ah, no. oh, y-
1: yes, I have no idea. Um,
0: the worst stalker in WWE history, Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page, shot at one. Here we go, number
2: three. Uh, can you replay that? All right.
1: Yes. Thank, thank God Cody didn't come back at Stardust.
2: All
0: right, here we go.
1: I have not a clue.
0: That is Akira Tazawa.
1: Well, when's the last time he was there on TV? That, <laughs> that, that one shouldn't even count, but okay. supposed to get anything out of that all right i have no
0: clue there's briggs and jensen
1: well i don't watch nxt so well we're right. gonna have to
0: now uh, all right
1: well i will happily watch it now <laughs> uh,
0: two two and four no it's two and three actually
1: oh two and three
0: okay yeah here Cameron Grimes. that's exactly what this theme is called. To the moon.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, you tied it to me. Here we go.
2: The demon, Finn Balor? No. That is the Road Warriors. Okay. You need a little more? Yeah, I mean.
0: do they use that in new japan no they use that in the awa now and in the nwa
1: Oh, uh, well that should be... you I... know what we're
0: going to count that i don't yeah. even know why no. that's in there all right still tied three
2: okay
1: I don't know.
0: That is the Viking Raiders.
1: Oh shit. Yeah, and and poor Eric just got injured again.
0: Yes. Alright, here we
2: go. town. <sighs>
1: Austin Theory. Great wrestler. Horrible theme.
0: That is a terrible theme. I, you know, what, I'm, I'm gonna sit down and listen to that f- whole theme. I just listen because that, that beginning is terrible.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, here we go. Track number nine.
2: Let me show, you what moves, let me show you how to move your body, move your <laughs> Candice
0: Michelle. Candice Michelle. Fucked this up last night. I said, um, Kelly, Kelly, what the hell's wrong with me?
2: Uh, Alright.
1: Oh, God. I'm going to kick myself, but I don't know. Drew Gulak. Oh,
0: Jesus. How are you track eleven? All right. <laughs> the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor. Now, Ben, when when I was when when I was like fourteen, I really wanted this theme song. And I was glad I never got it. Uh, yeah. Well.
1: Uh, <laughs> that, that, that was a last thing your 14-year-old brain. <laughs> All right, so that's
0: anyway, 11, yeah, no, 6 and 5.
2: Okay. All
0: right, here we go. Track 12. 1,
1: I don't have this latest clue.
0: The one, two, three, kid. Oh, okay. Alright, track got 13. Here we go.
2: What the fuck?
0: It's like a portal thing,
2: <laughs>
1: I was gonna say elevator music, but okay, clearly, <laughs> we clearly we know what Elio does in his romantic time. Um, yeah, I, I'm heavy to say I don't know. <laughs> That's Rick Martell, all right, six and seven, Rick the Martell. Uh,
2: okay. so here we go.
1: Sergeant Slaughter.
0: Sergeant Slaughter. Seven and seven. Here you go. Track fifteen.
2: Is that a ricochet? Nope. That is T bar. Who gives a shit? Damn,
0: sir. (laughs) Seven and eight. Okay, here we go. Track sixteen.
1: Mankind, Mick Foley.
0: Mankind. Yes. Eight and eight. Track seventeen. Here we go.
2: Chris Jericho.
0: Chris Jericho. Nine and eight. You know, track. Eighteen. Dominic Mysterio. Yes. All nine right, ten Nine. Ten and eight. Are you ready for this? this? Is your final one? Yes, sir. Wait, ten and eight, eighteen. No, no, there's two more, three more.
2: Okay,
0: you go.
1: Speaking of speaking of romantic time, hello, Tori.
0: Yeah, all right, 11 and 8, that's uh, actually, yeah, no, that was lasting last 21. Okay, we're going to enter bonus mode. This time it's just for fun because there's no tiebreaker. So let's see what the next one is. Oh, okay, so I actually
1: did good, all right.
0: Cool. Well, because you got 11 and 8. It, yeah, I
1: know, I did much better today.
0: All okay. right, so let's see what the bonus one would have been. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. All right. Very good. So that is wrestling. Now, before we go, now, Ben, you know, we've been doing uh fantasy matches uh, these past few weeks, which have been so much fun. You were actually part of one of them. Right. All right. So last week we had AJ Styles versus Owen Hart. Now for next week, are you ready for this match?
1: And who won that one?
0: Uh, actually, Owen uh,
1: Hart and AJ Styles.
0: Owen Hart won. Okay, cool. Like uh, even even though people um, picked uh, AJ Styles uh, six seven went with AJ Styles, it was Owen Hart that still won because a lot of the comments had Owen.
1: Well, I I actually agree with you. Or agree with them, I should say.
0: So, here is the matchup for next week. Are you ready? Yes, sir. We have Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, versus Jimmy Superfly Snooka.
2: Cody Rhodes.
0: Okay, and uh, all right. Uh, that's it. Uh, why, why Cody Rhodes? Because
1: uh, I don't get down with murderers.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's, that a good, uh, that's a good reason. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, uh, that being said, Ben, we are bring show to a close. Yeah, let's do that. All right. That's it. Episode 214 is in the books. So, for Ben, I'm Elio. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say good night to the fans. Good night to the fans. I I love messing with Elio, Elio hit a goddamn outro